Alrighty, just setting up everyone. Uh, same thing as always. Follow Stefan on Twitter, Telegram, Discord. Comment, like, and retweet the post coming out today. Uh, 100 GMT, that'll be the prize up today. We're just waiting on Jason to log in. Still setting up. I've got Bren sitting next to me. We're having a cup of tea, cup of coffee, um, and we're ready to go. How are you, Bren? I'm good. Hello, do I run? We'll just wait for Jace to come up and uh, we'll, we'll get into it. Do, 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 do. We do see some familiar faces there. I think Dodd joined us in Amsterdam. Barefoot, he's going to be down in Lisbon. He's also helping us in the uh, community set things up. There we go. Jason's jumping in. Had a bit of a brain fart there. I was thinking, wait, you can only have two co-hosts. But there we are, getting Jason joining up. Make sure we've got some volume. We do. Hey, my dog. Jason, how are you, dude? How was your weekend? I'm good. And uh, your weekend is, is really great, I bet. Uh, I appreciate you saying so. It was. It was a great weekend. Um, I think Tash just put a video together for us and put it up on Instagram as well. Um, Bryn managed to take some extra stuff too uh, of the race. So, yeah, it was really, really lucky. Like, just an overall um, exciting, definitely um, eventful day. Like, uh, to, to think about running it, it's completely different for anybody going from 21Ks to uh, 42. It's a very big jump up. Um, and is it is definitely a completely different race. So. Um, I ran a very quick first half and then just couldn't couldn't get through the rest of it. So lots to learn. Um, Bryn's got a big smile on his face. It started in the fog in the morning. It was uh, really still perfect running conditions and it was uh, cold and foggy. And, yeah, all the runners just disappeared into a cloud. It was amazing. And then we had the big um, the big guard tower at the front as well. You'll see that in Lubeck. It's one of the main buildings there. Um, you run past that and you couldn't help but – you know, a bit like a kid in a candy store with your eyes wide open, looking at everything and sucking it all in. But um, 1600s? Six, 16, yeah. 15, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was definitely um beautiful, beautiful run. And then along the water as well through a lot of it. But um, 42 kilometres, 42.2. And you run all all the way out to what they call Travamunda. It's, um, they've got a few islands and stuff. And you run out, you run around the lighthouse and then you run all the way back. Um, so it's not a, a, a two lap or anything like that. You, you run half a distance and then run back, but you're up a little bit of a goat track and there was some farmland and, um, we ran through a tunnel, one of the main tunnels that takes you out there. And it's, it's like going, it was like running down a mine shaft because I've worked in, in underground mining before. And, um, it was very much that surreal experience when you go down, but it had a lot of lights and stuff as well. And then at the bottom of the, um, of the tunnel, they had a disco van. So uh, yeah. <laughs> anyone say you, you've obviously seen it, Jace. The disco van was just amazing. And some of the photos I've seen so far now, I haven't got to look at um, my personal ones, but I saw the 75 best that Lubeck did up. And um, there's, there's just people, just big smiles on their faces. Um, and at, at these marathon events, not everybody's running a full marathon. So, you know, some people are running a half or an eight and, um, yeah, that was the eight kilometre also happened yesterday as well. So we overtook a lot of them on the way to the finishing line. But um, absolutely, just to run out to the beach, and they had hundreds of people at the at the first half, so the first half marker at Travamunda, 
and um, they were cheering us all on. And then to to hear them call out my name over the loudspeaker, Luke Barnden from Australia, that was pretty cool. Like um, Amsterdam yeah, was different running into an Olympic stadium, but um, yeah, that that part there was uh, you know when they called my name out in the loudspeaker, that was just amazing. You were in the interview, the one that uh, NDR broadcast. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it was um, because obviously that's where my grandmother was born, so the story was pretty big for them. Uh, I think they had 4,000 total runners. So uh, we saw something yeah. like 40,000 in Amsterdam uh, total combined across the three races. So you see the difference is it's, it's a, a, smaller, um, a smaller field of runners, but um, definitely, um, you know, it's still huge. And at the time, I think the winning male was around 217, I think. 218 it was. And what was the winning female? She must have just been over three. Yeah, just over three. She was just ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah. So she passed me in the tunnel on the way back up. And, um, like, you, you just can't be anything but impressed when um, you get overtaken um, during during that length of the run. And coming out of that tunnel was probably my slowest kilometre. Um, I think I did something like a six-minute kilometre. It was it was a hard slog climbing up that um, up that tunnel the second time. The first time uh, was quite easy. But, yeah, coming up there, um, you, you, you was around the – 30 kilometer marker i believe somewhere around there and that's where people say that the, the marathon changes around the 30s plus um one of the common things that i've heard is that you know at the 30k marker you're halfway through the race so your last 12 kilometers are, are your hardest and um as we've had a joke the whole time about keto and carbs and all these kinds of things i definitely got a, a lesson firsthand as to why you need those carbs during a race and why they use the sugar gels. So it was really cool experience. I had to do it. I definitely had to get it in my brain the way I am wired is I wanted to try it and tackle it. But um, about 20 kilometers in, my hammies just went. So when I say that is um, they start to cramp up and there's there's no real getting them back from there is um, they start to cramp up. So you're running with stretched out legs and from about 25 kilometers uh, my times really just backed right off. I, I just couldn't get anything more out of the legs. So even still, because I had a good first half, I managed to do um, three hours and six minutes. So we've definitely got a lot to learn, but pretty cool seeing all the videos and stuff and the, the, the camera crew there doing the um, the, the television show for, sorry, the, the interviews for the um, local German television show as well. There'll be a newspaper article coming out for it as well. So obviously um, it was super awesome as well to do the beforehand one with K-Train. Um, he, he helped with that and we got Nana on so that, you know, she cried a bit. Um, I cried a bit and um, it's it's something that's really special that uh, really yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't have happened without Stepan. And, and that's, you know, like pe people can see my journey in in you know, not being able to run for 10 minutes to uh, now doing a marathon in the first 12 months. So that's about nine months now that I've been running, uh, probably a little bit less. Um, definitely for, for people out there to take motivation away from that is the gamification of stepping and, and me. I'm I'm definitely definitely a runner now, I can say that, but I'm still not going to be a traditional runner as I still use the game to, um, to, to do my exercise. So I still ran for a mystery box yesterday, got a level eight mystery box. Um, and we need to, what else do we need? I need to reanalyze. There, there's someone that's guessed three hours and six minutes for the um, for the prize. We did the 100 GMT competition on the uh, Friday, it might have been. But um, I've got to go through the exact entries to make sure we, we get the winner for that. But, um, yeah, three hours and six minutes on the first one. So that's pretty, you know, pretty proud at the moment, the whole thing, to get to the yeah. end. 
the one that Bryn, um, Bryn took the video as well and Tash put on Instagram. I'll see if I could post that on, on, on Twitter as well. Um, but that shows me straight after the race. And, and, you know, Bryn's asked me questions and then I'm sitting down and um, absolutely knackered, just <laughs> completely flogged, you know, like um, when they say they, they throw themselves through the rinser. I got there. I still had some more take, but um, now you, you, you kind of think that's 42 and, and you've got ultra runners out there that we've managed to have in stage and we've got some really great athletes in our community of Stepin that do 50s and 100s and, you know, like um, just it's 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 so impressive to, hear, you know, hear stories from people like Chris um, Calamano that did the Spartathlon a, a week and a half, two weeks ago. So, you know, that's 256 kilometres. So I've only just barely scraped through my 42 and um, certainly, you know, a lot of learnings and, and things to take forward to Greece, which is three weeks away. So, um, carbs is probably the biggest one. So, Bryn said it the whole time. You, you need the sugar. Uh, he laughed and giggled, and he said, "All right, do it. How are you going to do it?" But um, it was it was a good thing to try different shoes as well. We've talked heavily in a lot of my spaces about shoes, um, and I did use the carbon fibers as well. Uh, for, for this particular race. So I've never raced that far in that distance. I've never run 21 kilometres with the carbon fibres, um, but I've, I've got my ASIC Metaspeed Skies. So um, I use those and they just work to treat. They're such a, a well-designed shoe. You do notice that leaning forward as you're running, especially in the back half, I noticed it a lot more. Um, but yeah, to have the right equipment on hand to be able to make the decisions. I wore the knee brace. People will see me in the knee brace yesterday. That that did help. Um it was a really, really great day. Like you, there's so many endorphins and and the 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 positive body energy that you get out of it all. As uh, Bryn was saying, lasts for a couple of days, and you definitely do feel it the day after. But um, Bryn, you obviously come off Amsterdam. Um, that was a little bit slower for you. Yeah, I didn't feel it so much after Amsterdam, but it's um, it definitely uh, hangs around. The endorphins hang around for a few days, so you gotta enjoy it and not move on too quickly because the uh, normal tendency is to start picking out your next race and focusing on that you're just going to stop and enjoy what you've done for a little while i think there's something Bryn even um helped me through here and for people looking to aspire to running and getting long distances is i had some really great personal achievements with my amsterdam half marathon i shaved off six minutes which is huge in those times um and you know you, your brain starts to go oh but i can do this now and do this and i can get sub three hours and um, we did have a space with K-Train and, you know, I, I was having a couple of beers in the afternoon. We'd gotten to where we were that day and Bryn was laughing. Um, you know, one of the suggestions is not to get too carried away because if you get to the end of a race and you're desperate to get under three hours, that's your set goal, and you get three hours and six minutes, you might rob yourself of those endorphins from the race because you're, you're actually unhappy. So this is where Bryn, he, he didn't hit the time he wanted. So, because, um, yeah, I'll let you talk with Bryn. Well, yeah, it, it happens to everyone. You just can't help but uh, project it forward and you think, uh, if I can run this, then I can run that. And uh, the, the the only thing we really get out of running, uh, apart from obviously the health benefits, is the endorphins and the, the good feeling that you get after you've run a race. So if you allow your expectations to get out of control or, or grow too, too high, you, you're really just robbing yourself of endorphins that... Um, you'd otherwise get so you end up disappointed with a good result instead of enjoying it and being happy so um important to be realistic about your goals and uh don't benchmark off other people or what everyone else is doing just you know be realistic about what what works for you and what's achievable and um be satisfied in 
in uh, achieving your goals that you set. So what do you think? Yeah. What do you think, Jase? Uh, does it? Um, you, you've you've been here since the beginning, of course. So you've you've seen us yeah. from Adelaide. That was our first meet back in April, and it was funny um, thinking back to the event where we were jogging around the oval, and it was raining, and everybody was running, and GST was in such a great price range, and all these kinds of things. But everyone had big smiles on their face and stuff, and people have gone, "Oh, Barndog can actually run." But um, now it's happened. Finally, we've finally knocked yeah. off one marathon. And um, did, how, how about you? you? Your training's increased heavily since the beginning of the game. Um, does that kind of challenge you to say, oh, maybe I'll, I might do it? Yeah, definitely. Um, you've, you've really been my personal inspiration. So um, especially when you shared the photos of your body change uh, and uh, all the uh, trainings that you've been through, and the, the diet you've been uh, taking, and uh, and the the, uh, the the last time I met you in Adelaide, that you passed me, I think at least two times on my left uh, when we doing the laps. <laughs> so I I was initially I was thinking maybe I can compete with, compete with you. Yeah, at least won't be that. Uh, the comparison won't be that big. But uh, you, yeah, you, you really, uh, yeah, just uh, being so, uh, yeah, doing so great all in this, and uh, and uh, and the uh, competitions you've been taking. Uh, you've been taking since the half marathon and the full marathons. And you've been uh, leveling up yourself and upgrading, and it's just uh, I'm really uh, proud of you to be part of our community and uh, yeah, so inspirational. Thank you, Jason. Uh, thank That's you. That's some nice words, Jason. Um, uh, how are you going with your nose and your your hay fever? You had a lot of trouble in Sydney uh, as well with that. So yeah. how have you been since you've been home? I'll be having a surgery um just uh, still deciding on the date maybe november so yes yeah, just my nasal pass i think it's the uh, forgot the terminology but uh, it's like um uh they need to put something into my nose to correct the bone position i think because i broke my nose like two years ago so that will be the reason why it's still um bleeding from time to time. Was, that, was that a crazy night out in Adelaide with with um, <laughs> Yawn one night? We know uh, you know Yawn told us he likes to party. <laughs> no, uh, I was working in a construction site and uh, hit my nose with uh, uh, there's a bar that I didn't uh, notice. So yeah, totally crashed my nose that 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 time and think uh, it didn't recover well. Um, I, I I never actually knew that story. That's that's uh, we'd we'd have to get deeper to that into another space. Um, Jason on a mine site. I just uh, the visuals are just uh, not on a construction site. So that was in the city, was it in in Adelaide city? Yeah, in Adelaide, uh, not in the city CBD, just in the suburbs. So yeah, I was I was an electrician back then, so <laughs> was doing some crazy jobs, and uh, yeah, shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it. Um, it, it does indeed. Um, and yeah, just just on everybody listening into that as well. Like, uh, th- there'll be more information. Brent and I'll do an extra space or two this week while we're driving because there's a lot of driving involved through going through this step in Europe trip. Uh, we're just working out our exact plans now. They may actually change today. Um, but we do have Munich coming up Wednesday night. And then it's going to be pretty crazy from Munich is there's there's one event there. Then we go to Switzerland and we do a meetup in Switzerland. And, and people that didn't listen to the podcast over the weekend, there was a community town hall. That's worth a listen. Absolutely worth a listen. It's a very long one. Um, but there was good and bad things put in there about people, their comments, their feelings. Um, there is a special FBI chasing one as well. That's got, got a bit of love as well. It's, it, it's a, definitely worth getting out there and listening to it. But that's... The relevance to that is that's ran by Cozy. He's actually in Switzerland, um, and he's helped us coordinate the event there, which is at the uh, Opera House. It starts at the Opera House, and then we do a lap around the, the, the city waterway. Then we go to um, – where are we going after that is Italy, and we're going to Milan. So that's on the on the Friday. Then we're doing two events in Milan. Um, we're going to do a park run there as well. Berlin was, was huge. I'm interested to see how Milan is. Um, then we go off to Nice. Sunday and we we do a 20 um, kilometer race there and then from there we've got one day off we do Spain where we go Barcelona Madrid and then we're in Lisbon and we do we do some big events there so there's, it's going to be a really really busy schedule um, but we'll put out some more information later about the marathon and you know like it's, it's super awesome but a lot of love and respect from the community was was one of the huge notes um doing the race afterwards um sitting down and uh, we came back to the caravan and i had a quick shower and and, and had some water and, and laid down and tried to get some body warmth back but going through my phone it was um it was huge you know obviously special support from um tash my partner and um she she tweeted and did a lot of stuff live and um you know friends were jumping up and down to get live results and Brent helped with getting the results and stuff and even getting extra photos and all of that through but just the love and support from the community about the game and and where we are regardless of the situation people have really gotten behind it so to finish was my main priority three hours and six minutes obviously I had a joke with Brent the week before you know beating his first marathon time but that wasn't the priority for me finishing was the absolute priority so to do all that and and then have the love and outpouring afterwards um hopefully we get more and more videos up um I'll have a look at the one on Instagram I haven't had a chance still to get the full thing but have a bit of a look um and you can see even in the um the the NDR interview there's some cool stuff to see the city and that and I'll get some more photos up later as well from personal photos but just for anybody thinking to get into marathon thinking they might not be able to do it start at smaller distances you know like I've started in the five kilometer range done a 10 done a half and um done four half marathons but obviously I run in the game in stepping so three times a week 25 energy which is normally around 25 kilometers um three times a week that's been my training i'm definitely not a traditional runner i'm definitely not a professional uh it's just a lot of hard work and perseverance and and all of that's been achieved from the the gamification and and being switched into the game and at the same time then um doing it in the marathon so you can see in the marathon a lot of people just wear their watches they don't have all the extra stuff i've got my bum bag and i've got my phone i've got my headphones and got my watch and all that kind of stuff but it's all come about from step in for me so um, the community support and love, I just wanted to reiterate on that and, and special help from people along the way. K-Train did extra spaces with me a couple of times and, and you know, we hope to continue those along. Um, 
the community town hall on the weekend was amazing and you know jumping into those marathon um, spaces is worthwhile as well for people in the community and it's it's been a really good um, rock bed for people to um, settle in but Jason we had a little bit of information we can talk about about more so there's not full information it's just not happening is it the team is teasing out things as they come along but um, yeah. We don't really know a lot in the community. We've seen a lot of memes. We've seen a lot of um, good designs coming out and stuff like that. But um, I'll give you the floor if you want to introduce more and we'll just talk about it a little bit. I know we've, we've only got a limited amount of information we can talk about, so I don't want to overhype this for people. But we've got a marketplace coming out. And really, at the moment, we're still very, very um, new to know what is it, what is more. So give us a little bit of a rundown, Jace. What can you tell us um, today? Well... Uh, more is the, our uh, NFT marketplace and uh, on uh, and the key feature of this marketplace is it will be membership subscription style and uh, our staff and loyal users will be enjoying some benefits uh, when uh, using more and the benefits can be membership and the maybe something else. And uh, so far, uh, we're still working on to decide uh, how we can, uh, uh, what what would be the index for, uh, for what the definition of the loyal user. So uh, I'm, I'm just thinking, my, myself is thinking something like uh, how many engines you've been using uh, in total, just like the formal, event we did before and uh, yeah and uh, and the GMT will play a very important role in more as well so uh, um, FSL so we were building and the FSL uh, including uh, Stepan, more Dora and the other products which uh, are in uh, in the pipeline and this ecosystem will um, uh, will work around the our core GMT. So uh, every feature of the product will be linked together. So it will be a ecosystem by itself. So FSL that's our um, yeah branding. Yeah, it's it's funny, isn't it? I've still got to get used to um, using Fine Satoshi Labs a lot more because we've been sticking on this blanket for Stepin for so long. But um, Stepin is going to be obviously the main product, the main way of um, earning GMT as well, isn't it? And it's a part of um, what is Fine Satoshi Labs, the door now, the more. So you talk about membership subscription style. So it's all going to be linking in with GMT as is the central token. Um, that's what's going to make Stepin verse the, the whole FSL work. So we would imagine then that maybe there may be some link up with um, GMT required for membership. Um, is that kind of I'm, I'm on path there, am I? Mm, you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So it, I mean. What I'm trying to put out today as well, and, and you know, Jason's only got a limited amount he can say, and, and the team will bring this out. So what we need to think about is more is going to be utilising GMT in a way. So we need these products to have use cases for GMT, and, and we know that um, 
you know, we can earn GMT in the game of stepping, but uh, at the same time, we need use cases for it. Anybody looking at the ecosystem sees that, and, and this is going to be one of those. So it's good, Jason, you're giving us a bit of an idea on the fact that uh, loyal users, the metric for that will come out at some stage. Um, so like I said, you're probably talking about trailblazers, how that came out based on, um, you know, certain people using a certain amount of energy um, every day since the beginning. So it's something similar is what you're thinking, is it? Uh, yes, it's just my guess. So the mechanism, I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, aware of what the dev and the team will uh, finally this. Uh, yeah, so which mechanism they will work on? Yeah. Now I know there's been. Um, I've I've had people messaging me, um, getting messages from Trevor about um, about things. So uh, did you want to talk about that? Is is that on the sure. thing as well? Just that. So. So yeah, Trevor and uh, and I have been uh, direct messaging some of the uh, uh, form that if you fill, you can uh, get some benefits from more like the membership. So uh, yeah, it's not a scam from uh, uh it's it's just a the real us just a check the to the handle to, just to be sure and. Uh, yeah. So, so where is that coming a... across? When you say direct message, it makes me sound makes me feel like it's it's Discord. But is it is it in Twitter that it's coming across those messages? Uh, I think we're working on different passes. Uh, I'm working on Twitter to DM this information. Uh, not, and uh, other team members are doing emails, and um, yeah, or on other platforms. Yeah, so what I wanted to put out there was just a bit of a safety warning for everyone. And it's important because it's different than, um, you know, what we've done before. So just be careful. Make sure you are checking and correlating the correct addresses because if you get another email come along, um, just be very, very careful with what you click on. So if it's email or it's in your Twitter or it's in your Discord, uh, most of us have um, our private DM set off in Discord anyway. Um, so just be careful with any links you click. Make sure you're checking and you are double-checking. Absolutely, that is my biggest point of uh, advice there. Be safe with the uh, links you're clicking on. And we won't uh, ask for very sensitive information, won't ask for password stuff. Uh, so, yeah, if, if you found anything fishy, probably that's a scammer that's pretending yeah. to be us. It's just that when things like this happen, normally scammers get onto it and make something that looks exactly the same. So like Jason's saying there is they shouldn't be asking for your account details, your email activation codes or any of verifications or seed phrases, obviously. But just be really, really careful. You'll still see fake barn dogs on Instagram, on Twitter and all that kind of stuff, offering free shoes and all this and that. So if it looks too good to be true, generally speaking, it's too good to be true. But um, yeah, they shouldn't be asking for any private details or anything like that. That That's a super big one. But um, Jason, it's it's Monday at the start of the week. I'm sure we're going to start seeing more and more um, from the, you know, the more announcements. So I wasn't trying to get into a pun there, but I'm sure the team's got uh, a release schedule for that. So November's keyed in to be a fairly good month, isn't it, for uh, releases and things coming out? Exactly. So big, big month for us, big month for FSL. I like it. I did want to do a special shout out as well for Shun, um, one of our Japanese ambassadors. He's actually going for a sub three hour marathon this weekend on Sunday. So 
Um, he's feeling a little sore, um, but he thinks he's, you know, he's, he's set to go. So he's going for a special three-hour um, sub three. So just everybody get behind him. Um, one thing we did hear from uh, at the community town hall on the weekend was, uh, you know, a lot of people feeling uh, not not being heard and all those kinds of things and, and voices and the Japanese community was mentioned a couple of times. So um, they've been such an inspiration in the community themselves with the events they've done, the offline events are now going around Japan. The next one they're planning is going to be around the world. Um, so everybody get behind Shun, wish him well. Um, I think he did have a competition as well for uh, helping him um, get through and get the sub three hours and, and, and motivation for potentially, I think it might have been someone live at the event, but I was lucky enough to have Bryn live at mine um, and definitely saw him at the end. I saw him at the start as well and, and, and it was cool to hear, but yeah, big big achievement for Shun. Good luck, sir. Um, from there, Jace. I mean... That's our first marathon. We've got three weeks before Athens, where I'm I'm pumping for three hours and five minutes. But um, there might be might be some Boston qualifiers in the ambassadors. Uh, might be lots of Boston qualifiers soon. Sorry. Um... Caught you napping at caught you napping at the wheel. I was just saying. Um, for uh, Shun to, to hit that, that, that qualifies him for Boston, I believe. So um, okay. I'm not 100% sure on his uh, age group. I think he's he actually might be in my category. I think he might be 44. So I'd, I'd have to double-check with that. But um, I believe he's in my age group category. So when we qualify for some races, it's based on your age um, and I need mm. three hours and ten minutes. But, uh, yeah, Shun's aiming for sub three. So that will qualify him for Boston. But that, that, that'll be quite a few people in there. And another one that's run it is actually Bryn. Um, was that your best marathon, Bryn? No, it wasn't. Uh, but not not it was fastest, a, it but most experience. enjoyable. Yeah, it was oh, hard to say which one the most enjoyable, but um, it was a, an amazing event. The scale of it is by far bigger than anything I've ever been to before. Uh, in terms of their organisation, um, the crowd that lines the, the route the entire way, screaming, um, the uh, event, like the just the, the pomp and ceremony at the end, uh, it's it's really celebrated as a sport in the US, um, where and yeah, to a degree in in Europe too. But um, compared to where we're coming from in Australia, it's um it's really held in high regard. The whole town gets behind it and. Uh, and so it should. It's one of the biggest, biggest events, um, yeah, on the on the running calendar, Boston each year. So th- there's a trade-off, Bryn. We talked about Australia a little bit um, and marathons, and we're not producing marathon um, world competitors, are we? In Australia, so in the female side, we certainly are. Um, the male side hasn't hasn't produced um, in in Australia. We haven't produced a, a elite level marathoner, uh, you know. For decades, really, um, our current Australian record still held by Robert De Costello, um, and he was a world record holder at the time. With that, um, we've had a number of Australian world record holders in the marathon, um, but yeah, in recent times, yeah, completely dominated by East Africans. So, so um, then, does that mean you think that correlates a little bit to why we don't support it as much in Australia? Yeah, poss- possibly. Um, it, it tends to go in ebbs and flows, and, and it's definitely um, in a bit of a flow at the moment. Like, marathon's really becoming popular. It's 
it's um, it's attracting big crowds to these events. Um, you know, a lot of marathons are selling out um, in Australia, the big ones. Well, the Sunshine Coast, that was their biggest half marathon, yeah, wasn't it, biggest, in history? Uh, yeah, that's true. And, and for a um, – like, it's not one of the bigger events, but it was one of their bigger ones. Um, Gold Coast and Melbourne are still the, the big – the real big ones in uh, in Australia. And, yeah, they sold out this year. Well, Melbourne sold out this year. Um, so it's – yeah, it's definitely having a bit of a renaissance running, you know, it, but it does ebb and flow. And, and certainly, you know, through the 2000s and even the late 90s and stuff, it wasn't wasn't popular in Australia um, for whatever reason. But it's, it's definitely making a renaissance now and, and people are really embracing it right from sort of grassroots level at sort of um, park runs and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, five, I keep preaching 5K is no less of a, um, an event than the marathon. It's just a different event. Um, you know, to run a fast 5K is just as hard as to run a marathon, in my opinion. But um, for whatever reason, the marathon is held in high regard amongst the general population. And so, yeah, can't fight it. That's what it is. I do. Um, I guess maybe that's as well. And perfect timing with where Stefan came out at the start as part of Fine Satoshi Labs is post-COVID. Maybe you've had a lot of people that all they could do was run by themselves. Um, and maybe, you know, train the dog. They took the dog out with them because everybody bought a dog during COVID to run with them and be friends and stuff. Um, but, yeah, maybe that's part of it all. It comes hand in hand. But um, here we are either way, um, you know, 12 months in, Fine Satoshi Labs is obviously um, branching out across products. More is the next one, um, and we will hear uh, about it. I would expect more over the next week uh, as as we go through. And even... There was uh, spaces from Shitty. I believe she did an AMA in a Telegram group, Jace. What what um, group was that? Do you remember? Uh, it's about it's Arabic, Arabic uh, Telegram group. Yeah, yeah we, we were planning to do that uh, like a month ago, but uh, uh, because we Shitty was traveling uh, during October, so we, uh, unfortunately we have to do it uh, at the end of October. <clears throat> So, I mean, in there, there was good information as well. So definitely for everyone, make sure you're checking into your spaces. Make sure you're keeping up to date with the information because you're going to see things like the um, membership potentials come out for things like more. So, uh, you know, keeping up to date with the information, even today telling you, you know, Jason and Trevor are, are messaging people out. Be careful. Be safe. Make sure you're clicking on the right, correct links and all of that. Um, but it is it is for a membership coming out. We'll find out more and more as we go. Um, Jason, should we roll that chocolate wheel, get 100 GMT out to someone? Sure. Uh, I already got the winner. Name is VS Smartphones. And, yeah, no response from him. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. As a reminder for everyone, I'll go through and correlate the data from K-Train's tweet uh, for the, the time guesses so far. Three hours, six minutes seems to be the closest. Obviously, I've got eight seconds on top of that. So, um it was a really amazing weekend. I, I cannot stress how surreal it was and, and the mind, body and soul, the feelings afterwards. I feel really good today. I'm very sore. Knee, my left knee, my ankles, obviously, um, tendons are a bit bit tight in that. But I did a good walk this morning and we'll do a walk this afternoon just to make sure I keep stretching and, and um, getting ready for the next run. So 
um, the step and Euro trip is still going. Um, we've got to make sure we manage our bodies and go through it. So for everybody out there, if you don't think you could run a marathon, you might not necessarily have to. Bryn nailed a good point there is run a 5K, run a 10K. There's, there's plenty of other speeds and distances out there that can give you really good body highs and make it worthwhile for yourself. One of the things, the park run, seeing that in Berlin, um, that was an amazing group. And then afterwards, uh, they all sat down in a coffee house and um, had a breakfast together. And they spent hours there afterwards. We ended up leaving and going, doing another walk through Berlin. But um, some of these events that you can get to from using stepping, from from finding a, a love of sport and exercise and gamifying it and all of that can lead into very, very cool social aspects. And you go in and learn about running or learn about other people, other events. Um, we had a chat to a couple of groups of people and, and, you know, we met people that were doing ultras and stuff like that in, in tracks around Berlin. So it's really cool. Um, definitely use the game to help that journey. It doesn't mean you have to have... 20 shoes you have to have 20 energy you know if you can get in there at one shoe three shoes anything like that that's kind of where it does start you know it's it's saying it too much you know it all starts from 10 minutes a day but for for me i can i've proved it um this year for people so make sure you do it safely though take your time don't just push out to do it um it it took a long time for me to prepare and obviously i'll get extra time and i was doing three and four hours a day at stages but be safe doing it there's there's so much um, you can learn in a lot of the podcasts, in a lot of the spaces, in a lot of the videos that the ambassadors are putting out. I know um, they did a shoe review just recently. There was um, four of us did videos to review shoes. The next one, I believe, is going to be ear, ear um, listening devices, so headphones or headsets. Um, so these are, are runners and athletes as well that, that are reviewing shoes, not as specialists or, or um you know, people that design them, just people that use them. So lots of information you can get from our community at large. Um, jump in, um, say hello to people. It, it, it's a great way to learn and, and meet the community. But Jason, um, it was a massive event, dude. Um, the community, the love before, it, you know, being where Nana was born, it was all very big for me and it, it all certainly helped me. Um, and yeah, I appreciate you, you letting me talk about it at length today and, um, and, and the kind words earlier on. Yes, just, uh, yes, it's our stage. It's your stage as well. So, yeah, and it's really a big day for you. So, yeah, really congratulations, mate. Proud of you. Thank you, sir. Um, we're going to wrap it up there then, I think. Bryn, any closing thoughts? No, I'm good. I think we've covered everything today. It's a good one. Um, yeah, more. It's coming. It's the next major thing. I think we may see a another potential um product from from fine satoshi labs this month not going to knock it on obviously november is going to be a big month the team thinks it's going to be quite good um it was great to see the community town hall i definitely want to put that out a couple of times people go and have a listen um and and maybe even put in some comments afterwards it all helps um from there otherwise be safe it's it's monday have a good week and um we'll see you all on the next space hoping thursday for you jace yeah yeah thursday Awesome. All right. Have a great week, everybody. And we'll, uh, we'll see you on the next one. All right. See you guys.